Hi, I'm Vicki Bolson, and welcome to Taking Care in Business, a podcast I created out of my passion for using business as a force for good. From environmental practices to social impacts and all that falls within the realm of corporate social responsibility, I'm always curious about how organizations are taking care in business. Well, hello, Nadine. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Vicki? I am so excited to talk to you today. Um, for our listeners, we have Nadine Rashid, who is from the Center for Active Design. And I'm familiar with the Center for Active Design. Um, but for those of you who aren't, it's the preeminent global not-for-profit that is working at the intersection of health and the built environment. So just think about that for a minute, the intersection of health and the built environment. I I have to admit that when I was getting ready for this interview and I was looking at their website, I had to read things a couple of times because it's a, it's heady, you know, it's like, okay, okay, what does that mean exactly? And it all came together for me. And I'm so glad that Nadine is here because I think she's going to help us um, to really just kind of understand the importance of the you know, public buildings, public space, and how it affects our health and wellness. Um, but just one more little bit of background. Um, I think most of you know that I lived in New York City in the late 80s, early 90s, and I love the city, and I visit at least once a year. Um, and I remember living in New York City in the late 80s, early 90s, and it really was so different than what it is today. Um, it, it's It's just so... It's so much um, more livable, I imagine, workable for those who are working in the city all the time. And um, that was because in 2012, when Michael Bloomberg was the, the mayor, he wanted to transform the city's active design program into an international movement. And Nadine is here today. She can kind of tell us a little bit about just the progress over the years of of um, the creation of CFAD and then how they've gone global and they have this wonderful new certification process called FitWell. Um, so that was a lot, Nadine. As <laughs> um, uh, uh, an intro, is there anything that you want to add to that or do you want to give a little brief history of uh, CFAD and and um, in, in the in the FitWell certification process. Yeah, I think I can build on that a little bit. But again, thank you for having me. I'm really excited about this opportunity. Um, so yes, the Center for Active Design, we leverage um, the built environment to improve and to focus and improve um, the health and well-being of people that occupy and work in these types. As I said, we leverage the built environment to help and to help improve the health and well-being of people that work and occupy and uh, play in these spaces. So, um, and before we get into FitWell, actually, I do want to just kind of focus on this idea of how the built environment impacts people's health. Um, we, we don't think about that a lot, I don't think, or maybe we don't think about that enough, is that we are constantly interacting with the built environment. From the minute we wake up to like when we go to work, where we work, that we, we go walk the dog, um, you know, all of these times we're interacting with the built environment and the built environment affects the design and the operation of the built environments, affects people's health and our well-being. It's, um, and it's not just, you know, like the physical health. It affects your physical health, your mental health, your social health, 
Um, and this all became super clear to us during COVID, right? We might have not been thinking about it day in and day out before. But as we got into the pandemic, we started to really think about how much the built environment really affects us. Um, and, you know, COVID made us see it, but it was, it's not news to us, at least not at the Center for Active Design. It's not news for us. It's something that we've always known. It's something that we've always worked towards and we've always focused on. We know that we spend about 90% of our time indoors. And when we're not indoors, we're walking in, in, you know, outside and inter still interacting with the built environment. So there's a lot of opportunity for us to think about how can we leverage these spaces to focus on improving the health and well-being of people and understanding how this built environment is really impacting health is really the first step in getting into that. Um, and so when we're thinking about like um, FitWell, which is a, a healthy building certification platform and system, it is also a tool and a framework to help understand how the built environment, how these buildings and assets are impacting health and how do we make it better? Um, and to take it a step back and just explain what FitWell is. As a, uh, it's a, the FitWell is, is a certification system that is backed by uh, public health research of about 5,600 plus peer-reviewed studies. Every single strategy in the, in the FitWell standard it has a series of strategies and every single strategy has, uh, is backed by evidence and has an evidence base. So there's nothing in the standard that is done just because we wanna do it or just because it feels good. It is because it is actually good. It is actually going to impact health in a certain way. Uh, the federal standard was originally created by the CDC, and then the Center for Active Design uh, uh, won the RFP from the CDC, and we are responsible for continuing to develop it and build on it, okay. still in partnership with the CDC. The CDC remains our partner in uh, in the development of it, well, in addition to um, other uh, academic researchers that help us and make sure that the evidence that is going through the standard is um is still up to date and that it supports the strategies that go that go in there. Yeah, that may, that's thank you for that. That makes a lot of sense. And for me, I want to dig into the certification because like you said, just to learn how your space affects, you know, you. I um, we lease our building, so we can't build it from the ground up and think about all the walkways and the public spaces, you know, um, for when you get that 10% of your time outdoors, <laughs> um, because, you know, we, we sort of inherited our space, but little things like, you know, we encourage walking meetings just so people will get out, you know, I'm assuming that there would be other things that come from looking at the certification that prompts you know, someone who isn't building from the ground up or improving yeah. their space, you know, or revitalizing. It is actually great that you said that because, um, you know, it is easy to build something new and make it perfect, right? Like to make it the most sustainable, most efficient, most health promoting place because it's new. Uh, it is much harder to work with existing places and making sure that the places that that already exist, which is most of the real estate that's already out there, right? Like ninety percent of the real estate is already there. How do we how do we make those places better? Fitwell's history is that it was created with that in mind. It was initially created for uh, existing buildings, 
Mm-hmm. And so um, the strategies that go that are in the standard are designed to be implementable in uh, in existing buildings, and of course, in also new developments as well. But mostly in existing, you know, to start with, it's in existing buildings. Um, and so, uh, how like the the standard the standard has uh, focuses on. We have seven health impact categories, which think about the think about them as your indicators of to to in order to be able to measure how a building is impacting health. So um, you start off; it's three steps. You start off with assessments. Assessment is super important. You first want to know where you are, how are, where what are what is it? Uh, how is this building performing first? How is this space performing first? It is not just for buildings, right? It's for buildings, it's for tenant spaces. Um, uh, we have applications for um, communities. Um, and so different app, there are different applications for different types of typologies and assets. Oh, gotcha. Community. So you mean like a like a, a, a city organization for parks and things a like neighborhood, that? A neighborhood is one. Um, and, you know, like uh, we don't we don't target private sector or public. Like we, we work mostly with the private sector, but it's also the standard can be work. We also work with private with the public sector as well. Um, so uh, let me backtrack a little bit here. Um, and just to like go back to to what I was saying about um about the the measuring and assessing yes. your your property or your asset or your space, um, understanding how the space is performing is the most important thing. Like how what am I doing first? What am I? What where am I? So what when you start by assessing your property, um, you have a snapshot. You benchmark it. You have a snapshot of where you are, and you're able then to through the Fitwell standard, you're able to see. We provide you with areas of opportunities and you know, areas of strength that can show you where you're really excelling based on the based on the strategies that you're able to meet um, and where you can do better. So kind of like a kind of like a gap analysis for your property to understand where you where you can do better uh, based on your initial assessment. And that's even before you certify and then you want to continue and go through the certification. You can, but understanding where you are is the first step. So you evaluate it, you, you assess it, you evaluate it, and then you improve, and then you certify. Gotcha. That sounds like the B Corps certification process that I went through. <laughs> and right. I, I mean, I don't know if you know what that process is, but I took the certification, the assessment, if you will, that's what you call this, just to learn. And then I ended up getting certified because I learned so much and I was grateful and it had such guidance. Um, I just, I love this for people. I love this because you have people who are going to benefit from it, um, but they might not get certified. Is that, is that right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously we want people to, we want people to certify, but also we want people, we want we want people to prioritize yeah. that and we want people to understand what they're doing and we want people to improve over time. So we provide all of all of the Fitwell content is available for free on our on our on our website. Uh, if you want to go through the assessment, if you want to use use our platform, there's a fee for it to use the platform. But then uh, but then you don't necessarily have to certify. You can stay and assess and improve over time. Um, and when you're ready. 
when you feel like you want, you are ready to certify and get a star rating and get that recognition, you can go through that process as well. Um, I mean, like, I, I do want to go back to this idea of, of, uh, of being kind of the translators of this public health research into actionable and implementable strategies, because that is where I feel like the, the kind of the strength of the work is because it makes this information available and ready for implementation. And our mission, we say our mission and what we want to do, we're all about, uh, we, want, we, we say we want market transformation for all. And what we mean by that is that we want every single stakeholder in the real estate industry to be thinking and implementing mm -hmm. uh, health promoting strategies within their spaces thinking about them and implementing implementing the strategies within this within their places because um it is by doing that that we reach the for all part of our of our mission uh, because it is also about equity it's about bringing this information and making it available for everyone to be able to use it um yeah i mean i think it would increase property valuations immensely and it does you know like in 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 uh I mean, there is already like we know that there is uh, there's a connection between having a um, uh, healthy promoting building and your net promoter score for your building. So it does it does impact your your um, property value. We know that, you know, we know that a healthy population is a less risky population. For, so which and we also know that there is a demand that is coming that there is now a demand especially after covid this demand is just skyrocketed not only you know we know there's a demand from tenants for healthier buildings um you know there's a stat that at this point um might be a little bit um old but it is like that 78% of millennials see that workplace quality as a differentiator for when they're making a they're making decision about a job and then 69% are willing to give up other benefits for a, a better uh, quality workplace so that's from a that's from a workforce a for, workforce perspective but also you have tenants demanding healthier buildings and healthier spaces and from an investor side um there we did um recently we published um a research uh, study that we did that showed that 92% of the investors that we interviewed for that study um, were, see, were expecting, they know that they're already demand healthier buildings, but see that the demand for healthier buildings is increasing in the next three years. So there is that, the, the healthier buildings is no longer uh, a nice to have, it's a need to have. If we yes. wanna have sustainable buildings and we wanna have, you know, better you know better valuable building we need to be focusing at both um the, the sustainable aspect but also the healthy building aspect of, of um, the assets yeah i i'm glad you touched upon the, the those that are entering the workforce today that's a higher number than i even imagined um that would that that are that care about that i it's it's obvious when i'm interviewing people that sustainability and social responsibility and social justice, those kinds of things um, being addressed in the workplace are definitely a, pri a priority. 
Um, and you know, I don't, I, I had a conversation with someone about this not too long ago about, is it really just th- this generation? And I just think my generation, which is, you know, a, a, a generation removed from you, I bet Nadine, um, <laughs> we probably did care about these things. We just didn't really know how to talk about it or verbalize it. Do you know what I mean? It's like keeping up with the ever-changing, um, you know, uh, world, but it's also because we, I wanted to have work-life balance, you know, it's just, it wasn't something you talked about. It's, it's becoming more okay, you know, to, to know that you are interviewing that company to work there just as much as they're interviewing you, you know? Yeah, no, exactly. And also like now, now there's the knowledge is already out there. Like now the information is out there. It's just about providing the tools for how how do you make these places better um so um so the the information like think about like indoor air quality after the pandemic everybody's talking about indoor air quality you know and and have it and you think about that and we and we know from again from research that we've done that indoor air quality is top of mind for people when they are going especially to the work to 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 the office and working in, in buildings and that is an that is a design and operational approach, right? Like it's about uh, the type of filtra- filtration. It's about the materials that are coming into your building. It's about the ventilation rates that are happening in your building. Those are operational and design issues that can be implemented within existing buildings, not necessarily new buildings. Those are things that are achievable and that can be that can be implemented and have measurable outcomes on onto uh on onto the impact they have measurable impact on um on the people right what are you seeing with okay so obviously you know the, the pandemic is it's not you know it's it's over we're returning to work um but people are returning to work in much different ways you know they're working maybe hybrid you know only going to the office a couple days a week uh just that's what we're doing. We got out of our lease from our, like, like right the first month of COVID, I got out of this big lease I had. We worked remotely solely for almost two years. Then we went into a co-working space and we just went into a new permanent office. So it's a lot of shifting, right? Are you seeing that? And how is that affecting, you know, this initiative to have, um, these healthy, you know, workspaces. I, I, I guess that's a that's a loaded question, but I mean, I'm thinking about like the the builders who are building. You know, you see this influx of co working spaces and that kind of thing. Um, and, and then those that have gotten out of leases who are going back in. So you know, they want to go back into great spaces. Like, what is all this doing to your research? Well, what we're seeing is that. We had we had our you know we had a lot of growth during that during 2020 and 2021, um, and that is because that demand is there because uh, like I was saying earlier that 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 uh, attention to had the impact of the spaces on people and people's health became uh, became top of mind. So we have um, we released the specific. Uh, product or a specific framework called the viral response module, specifically looking at how you can uh, 
mitigate viral response transmission within your within your buildings. And that was in response for um, COVID. And we still see that this it start. We released it in 2020. We had um, we had uh, um, uh, a lot of people were a lot of companies were using it, and it becomes the way it works is like it's it's first you set your policy across your entire company, and then you start implementing these policies on all your different assets. And so there was um, um, there was a, a, a lot of um, uptake of this uh, of this uh, module, and we still see it now. People are still using it. People are still implementing uh, the modules on their on their properties, and this is not a full building certification. This is a very targeted certification to improve, uh, to make sure that um, the, the, to to mitigate um, viral transmission within within your buildings. And it's and it's and it has different aspects, which is makes you also think about how the all of these things are interconnected. So it's yes, it's about indoor air quality and it's about ventilation, but it's also about uh, having an emergency preparedness plan, uh, having a communications plan with your occupants to make sure that you're actually giving them this information that they need and, build, and building trust within the community. So when we're talking about Fitwell, you know, we're not just talking about just one aspect of health. We'll talk, we're talking holistically, which includes mental health and, you know, trust has a big deal and having trust with, yeah. uh, with the people that you work with has, has a big impact on your mental health. Um, so yeah, we still see that, and part of also part of that that part of that module is having a plan for remote working. So, how do you when you have an outbreak, how do you manage that without interrupting people's lives or disrupting people's lives? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's 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 cool. Where is that resource? It's on the website. Also on the website, it's called the Viral Response Module. Okay, great. Um, I I can see some people wanting to to look at that. So the last thing I want to talk about is um, kind of for the layman, think about, you know, not everybody listening right now is um, in a position to, uh, you know, they, they our, our biggest demographic is C-suite people. So maybe they're in the um, decision-making process of, uh, you know, social responsibility for their company, you know, so they want to talk about or they want to hear about and learn about, you know, benefits. They want to hear about um, workplace culture. But in this conversation, we're talking, you know, more about the physical space, the in environment. So, can you tell me some some tips or some ways that the average, you know, company, the average layman can can make some sustainable changes at their workplace? Yeah, I do want to. I do want to just make one correction. We are talking about from 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 my perspective and Fitwell perspective. We are talking about people. Uh, we are really talking about people. So uh, to answer your question, I would say twofold. First, um, become a, become more people centric. Think about how the decisions that you make, um, the things that you build, uh, are impacting people and have an impact on the people that occupy your spaces, work in your spaces, your staff, all of that. And uh, then understand how your property and your building and your spaces are impacting health. So do the assessment. It's uh, it's accessible, it's transparent. All the research behind the assessment is, is um, available. So, so you know, there's like, it's reliable, you know, it's backed by research and you understand that every single thing 
has an impact. And what I was starting to say earlier, and I feel like I lost my um, train of thought, is that every strategy is linked to health impact to health impact indicators. We call them health impact categories. But you know, like it tells you how much your property or how much your space is impacting physical activity or mental health or how much access to healthy food you have, and all of those things can be a priority or you know, it depends on like what kind of, what are, what are your priorities as, as someone who's, who wants to make these uh, implementations. Um, and so I would say make an assessment, understand where you are. And from there, if you, once you make the assessment, there's only one way, which is like, you can only improve after you understand where you are. There's only one way from there, which is improvement. Um, so because the reason why it's hard for me to say one thing over the other because it's very contextual it's about what you already have and once you know what you already have you can know what else you can do to 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 improve that um and uh and there are some easy wins you know like there's a lot of research around the importance of having signage and um you know as as a way to prompt people to do certain things um, like you know, smoking signs, for example, is you know, is 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 one or uh, signage about the 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 importance or like the impact of using stairs on your health. So by use it by starting with like the low hanging fruits, you can have big impacts. Um, yeah, there's a lot in there, and it's uh, it is contextual, um, and it is uh, some of some of it is some of it is easy is easy and like can be implemented immediately. Some of it needs more time. So it really depends on um, it really depends on uh, the the initial assessment. But I would say first, it's a mindset. Be people centric. Make that focus. And the second is go through the assessment and see where you are and make incremental improvements as you go. That's that's perfect. I love that. That's great advice. So tell our listeners where they can find information on CFAD and FitWell. Yes. I mean, I would say go to our website, uh, fitwell.com, and also uh, uh, register on our platform to start an account on our platform and register your property and go through the assessment. Also, you can go through assessment for, for free by downloading all of our content. It's already available on our website, so you can also do that. And there's good stuff there because I was looking at it and reading some of the articles, the news, the blogs about the projects, the awards. (laughs) Uh, um, So congratulations and thanks for creating such a great resource for everyone. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Taking Care in Business is hosted by Vicki Bolson and is co-produced by me, Morgan Hartman and Addie Miller. Together, we're all part of the team here at Bolson Group. If you enjoyed today's episode and you'd like to help support our show, please follow and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For the latest news and updates, be sure to check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Taking Care in Biz, that's biz with a Z, or by going to our website at takingcareinbusiness.com. If you have any questions, comments, or have a guest suggestion, you can email us at info at takingcareinbusiness.com. Thank you for joining us today and stay tuned for our next episode to learn more about using business as a force for good.